Hello and welcome. My name is Lokesh Sani and this is Kuye Kesa, a podcast documenting stories and experiences from the South Asian diaspora, chronicling tales of Kuye identity. Some of the content in this episode deal with adult themes that could be alarming to some listeners. I try to make safe space for everyone. I or my guests do not mean to offend anyone in any way. Please check the show notes. for more detailed descriptions and take care of yourself and i remember this i was about 12 years old when i realized i was attracted to boys it wasn't something i liked and i remember thinking oh this isn't right in my head there was a narrative this isn't right this doesn't feel right but at about 12 13 i began to realize i was definitely attracted to boys People often say well they they've known they were gay since they were born. I didn't really have sexual desire before the age of 12, so that didn't apply to me, I guess. Having said that, from a very early age, I've always preferred to have one close best friend, a male best friend. In in India when I was about 5, it was Bob Rukesh, Rukesh and I were the two close friends. and then in london it was mickey mickey and i were two close friends and i'd be quite possessive of my best friend but there was nothing sexual i mean i didn't fancy him or anything like that but then from 12 suddenly there's i when the sexual desire started cropping up arising um the desire was definitely for boys and that suddenly set alarm bells ringing and anxiety is like oh god yes i'm gay the stereotype of gay people on television was dreadful um my family of course had no idea and i didn't even think about telling them i mean that was well beyond the scope to actually tell my family um i tried to ignore it run away from it i deliberately um had girlfriends you know I, in order to make myself more popular um and acceptable within the friend circle i had girlfriends didn't really enjoy the sex is more mechanical because it's sort of had to happen um i didn't do much about my sexuality in terms of finding people finding other gay men till i was about 17 18 about 18 18 at 18 i started i actually bought gay times a magazine in a news agents outside hendon library because i was studying for my a levels or something exams then and i went to the news agents and i saw it on the bookshelf <gasps> the top top bookshelf and i you know went in there reached down for it terrified i bought it and i and i took it back into the library and i'm like reading it like this you know carefully and i take it to get home and i was very excited um and then the contact ads at the end of it so i i i replied to some contact ads and that's really how i used to meet people in the early days Actually no sorry I didn't actually meet anybody from those contact ads because I decided I was going to university at 
18. And I would look into my being more gay at that point. So at 18, I went to college and there I first made a little bit more of an effort to meet um, gay people. Not on campus. I was still in the closet at university. I didn't come out to anybody, but I, I would use um, contact magazines. You know, I would put an ad, you know, I'd respond to some ads. There's no social media or no apps in those days, you know, and I would meet some people. But it was very much um, kept secret. It was very, well, you know, gay people are really for sex and not for friendship, that kind of attitude at that time. Um, so, yes, um, I started exploring more of that in my late teens, early 20s. I didn't like to be gay at all at that point. And I think so when people say, oh, you know, when only straight people say being gay is a choice we make because most gay people, um, especially of my generation, my age, would have not made that choice. <laughs> um, although when I look, I look back, back now and I think of my life experiences and, you know, it, it wasn't a choice. And actually my life's been... Um, Harder in some ways, but also a lot richer in other ways in terms of life experience because I, I am gay. Um, but didn't feel like that at the time. <laughs> I certainly had a lot of anxiety being British, Indian and gay because in one sense you were already a minority being British, Indian and now then you have to confront with being a double minority. And also, suddenly you felt maybe even at home you could be at risk. Because before when you're a minority and you think you might be at risk on the streets from, say, racism, then at least you have some safety in either your home or your community, in your you know, community clubs or temples or whatever. Suddenly when you're gay as well, it's like it's another layer of insecurity. So that probably made me insecure. And that translated into me focusing on personal security, which meant I would only tell people I was gay once I was absolutely sure that they were going to accept it, or once I knew that even if they didn't accept it, it didn't matter. Um, I didn't come out to my straight friends till I left university and I'd bought my own flat at the age of 23. You know, they were all perfectly happy with it. They were actually saying, why didn't you tell us earlier? Why did you not respect us enough to tell us earlier when we were 18 or 19 or 20? But it's my idea of being secure. Even if they reject me, I have my own flat now. I've got a job starting and I'm safe. I didn't tell my family till I was 30 years old. Again, by that time, I, I, had, I was very secure in my job. I had a partner. I had you know, other things going for me. And that's when I came out of them. So, so you, you always had the sense of insecurity being a double minority. Um, Hinduism itself doesn't really talk about being gay sexuality. There's a lot of information on being transgender. And I think it's actually easier being transgender in, in India than it is to be gay. While in Britain, it's easier to be gay than to be transgender. <laughs> you know, I think the subcontinent reverses that. Um, so certainly while in India you have the transgender community, you have, who are even considered holy in, in, in some ways. Um, my mother used to go to a famous transgender temple in Gujarat. And um, I was blessed by transgenders when I was young. Yeah, so, 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 so that, was all, um, that was all acceptable. Um, but the, the, I think the problem is sex. Uh, while, the, while the Indians have 
the Kama Sutra and they celebrate sex in, in Kajuhara and the temples and so on. In reality, it's a very conservative society. Some people say it's because of it's, you know, um, the, the Muslim rulers or the Christian or the Victorian rulers afterwards. I don't know. But whatever it is, the society is very conservative about the act of sex. They don't like the homosexuality. <laughs> um, although it is, a lot of people have sex in India. I know that. And I have friends of mine in India who tell me that. Because women are very hot for, for um, guys to have sex with women. is was, of my generation, much, much harder in India. So boys play with boys. The, the perspective of my parents when I told them I was gay, though, was, ah, uh, okay. You know, thank you for telling us. Um, it wasn't rejection, you know. Um, my father's reaction was, look, I can help you. Maybe we can go and see a therapist to help you out. And I was like, oh, hang on. My mother's reaction was more interesting. She said, oh, well, that's okay. But, you know, I know, I, I, we know people in India, men in India who are, you know, they're, they're practically women. But they're married and they have children. So yes, you know, what you do in your private life or, or while you're single is, 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 is one thing, but then still get married, have children. And that was really the key thing. That's where the cultural, the Hindu cultural background was pushing, saying, okay, we can turn a blind eye to some of these physical aspects like sex, which are a bit of fun, but, but like having some really nice Murphy and Laddu as you have it, but then you stop eating it, maybe it gets too much. But the, but the main course is you get married and you have children. Um, and also society is much more trained at cleverly turning a blind eye. There are a lot of gay people in India. Many people know they're gay as well, but they're married and people just choose to turn a blind eye to it. So I was under a lot of pressure to do that. Fine, get married, don't ask too many questions. Um, and when I pushed back on that, um, my family weren't, weren't happy because I said, no, I don't want to lie to a woman to get married. And I want to live with a man, you know. Um, I want to live with a man. I want to grow older with a man. So that was harder for them to accept. Um, and it took a long time for them to... Oh, I told them I was gay when I was 30, but it took another 20 years or so for them to really acknowledge and accept that. And that's partly, partly because of the cultural background, yes. This brings us to the end of the episode. If you enjoy listening to Queer Kesa, please consider leaving a review and follow us on wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram at Queer Kesa. If you would like to share any thoughts with us, you can reach out to us on Instagram or email us at queerkesa at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Quick Esa. See you next time.